to the cloud. On today's Faith at Eight, we are on the last day of Daughters of Grace, Priscilla. Yes, Priscilla. So I, I admit, I didn't really know a lot about Priscilla till this, but um, Priscilla comes in the picture after the res- the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. And she actually worked very closely with Paul, her and her husband did, to expand and to, to build the, the church. So that's a little bit about her. And when I was reading about Priscilla, what I really loved is to be able to reflect on like, she was a woman of the word and she knew the scripture. And we keep coming back to these women of the Bible is that they knew scripture. They studied it. They were able to go through their days and their lives knowing what the word was. And I think that that's where a lot of Christians, especially Christian women miss the mark. Like we think, oh, well, you know, I I go to church and so I'm walking out. This is what I think being a Christian woman should be. But we actually lose sight of what actual scripture is. You know, we rely on, well, our friend told me this or on Instagram, I saw a, um, I saw a graphic that said whatever, right? And so this must be what Christianity is. And instead of just taking that time to really sit in the word and say, you know, do I know scripture? Yeah. And I think, you know, you really see that Priscilla was very obedient. um, And a lot of those acts of obedience were very small. And a lot of times we think, oh, if I'm being obedient to God, it has to be this big thing and this big act and, oh, everyone needs to see it. But Oftentimes it is the small things. It's being disciplined in the small things that will lead you to a life where you're completely devoted to the Lord. Um, and so, you know, she, she opened up her home in hospitality. She was doing fellowship constantly. She was one of the very first missionaries. And so we might say, oh my gosh, I have to like go to Africa as a missionary. No, no, no. Are you treating your home as a mission mm-hmm. field? Like as women of God, as moms and wives, like, are you treating your home as a mission field? Are you going out and you, and serving the Lord well in your own home and not just in your actions or not just in your words, but also in your actions. And you said it, you said it, she was teaching sound doctrine. How did she know it was sound doctrine? Because she knew the word. Uh, We get questions of like, well, but how do you know if someone's like a false teacher or not? Or how do you know if the doctrine sound you read the Bible? And if they say something that doesn't match with the Bible, it is not sound. It, it really is that simple. Um, she also, she risked her life for Paul and for, and for the sake of the gospel. And um, there's so many of us that the second we get pushed back on social media, we back down on the gospel and we, we back down from our faith. Um, so if that's the case, what are you going to do when they really come for you as a Christian? If, if we ever really do, do really experience true persecution in the United States mm-hmm. um, for Christianity, what are you going to do then? Because there are people in China. If you live in China and you have a church, they will arrest you. They will arrest you. If you're caught having the Bible in Afghanistan now, you were murdered. So we get, we get all like, oh no, I offended someone online and we back down. Um, but Priscilla and so many Christians, persecuted Christians around the world, they're willing to give their own lives because they have such faith of where they're going in the going. If that happens, um, they're willing to do that. And we're not even willing to, to offend or be criticized on social media. And so we can really take that from Priscilla because she, she obediently followed God every day. And she, she obediently was in his word. She obediently spread the gospel and talked about it. She was 
She was doing all those things and they are very little acts, but those little acts made it so that she could risk her life when it came time to, and that she could, um, really help, you know, this is the early church. This is after Jesus, this is a very early church. Would the church be where it was without someone like Priscilla, who was brave enough to go and be a missionary and to teach the young, um, the gospel, the good news. And you make such a good point of, you know, are we willing to step out when, you know, understanding that we may be seen in a different light or somebody may say something about us or persecution straight up? Like, you know, we hear the stories of, hey, you know, we'll let you be released if you just denounce Christianity, sign this paper here. You know, are you at a place in your walk where you are saying it is either I sign this paper and denounce my faith or I live, right? Like, or I die. I sign this, I sign this and I live or I die. I had to think about where I was going with that, but you know, and I think at different parts of, of my walk, I would have been like, I don't know if I'm there yet. Like I would have made things up in my head that would have been like, yeah, well, God sees I'm signing this paper, but it's only so I can live so that then I can continue to, to teach his word instead of like, no, like, no, that's not acceptable. Like it is, I am Christian and I will not sign a paper. I will not, um, you know, say that I'm not a believer. And it's interesting, the further along in your walk, the more that you understand scripture, the more that you're like, okay, if I'm in that situation, I feel like that's what I would do. You know, I feel like I would be strong enough, but I also think, you know, having children, what if they say, well, we're going to kill you, but we're going to take, you know, your children and they're going to X, Y, and Z and going through those scenarios of how strong is my faith and where can I do better and understanding scripture, right? So if there is a question that arises, or if there is that feeling of being uncomfortable because you're starting to come out more on social media or even with your friends and your family. And, you know, if they say something, you're like, Hey, that's actually not what the Bible says. You know, do you feel that you are grounded enough and understand the scripture enough to be able to have those conversations? And if not, that's okay, but maybe go to the word and figure out what you can say. I remember a few months back, one of my friends was like, well, you know, God will only give you what you can handle. And I was like, actually, actually, that's not um, where the, that's not biblical. And I know so many people say it, they put it on mugs and all of that, but that's actually not biblical. And in that moment, I realized, okay, I know it's not biblical, but now can I actually say what the actual scripture is? Or how can I now guide this person instead of just being like, well, this is just what I said, because this is, you know, I'm, I'm basically just saying the same thing as, as to whatever they heard if I can't back it up. So can I spend time in scripture so that I can actually come forward and say, I know this is what you hear. This is what's pretty on social media graphics, but this is the truth. Yeah, absolutely. And I think oftentimes we bought, we, we minimize and boil down praise and worship to singing songs about Jesus mm -hmm. on Sunday. And that's, that is an act of worship, but praise and worship is so much more. And it is yes. the every day being obedient to the Lord. So when someone, I will never forget the first time I, I said to someone, uh, that's not biblical and them getting uh -huh. very upset at me. Um, she goes, no, I'm Catholic. I know. I'm like, uh, okay, well, it's not in the Bible is what I'm telling you. Yeah, it is. I'm like, okay, where in the Bible is it? And she kind of like, she was angry at me because yeah, again, and I, you know, it's, I think for that, it was an example of someone that had wrapped their identity into an institution instead of God. So she wasn't even willing to hear me, but the other person, she said it to someone. And I said, that's actually not biblical. And that person was like, 
why do you say that? I'm like, because it's not, I'm like, God Mm -hmm. will get, because he wants you to lean on him. Not Mm -hmm. his look, his yoke is light. His burden is light. So yes, he will give you more because he wants you to give it to him. He wants you to be obedient and hand it over to him. Um, and, and we now live in a culture where we minimize the mundane, mm-hmm. we minimize small acts, we minimize small discipline and it, everything has to be go big or go home. But no, it is in those small, you know, her acts. And I guess probably risking your life for the church is not very small, <laughs> but, um, something as simple as opening up her home in hospitality to Paul, something as simple as um, going and teaching people the, the young Apollos um, sound doctrine. They are like sitting with your child and reading a Bible story is a small act of obedience. And it is also an act of praise and worship. You know, our family, when we're done eating dinner, we do a family Bible study together every night. It is small. It takes us, I'll round up to 15 minutes, but that small act of obedience is us as a family praise and worshiping God. And we need to stop minimizing what praise and worship is and making it so it's just something on Sunday, the people that have talent, the talent of singing well, um, which is not my talent, um, they do it and that's what they do. No, no, no. It, it is every day in your God-given gifts and talents, using them to serve God, using them to expand um, the, the gospel and tell more people about the gospel. It's every day using it to be be loyal to God. And if it's uh, the Q&A the other day, someone goes, um, you know, is having big dreams bad for God? No, it's it's not a sin. but we can't get so wrapped up in the big, amazing dreams that we forget that the small acts of service, those every day, choosing to read your Bible, every day, choosing to pray, every um, Sunday, going to church, every um, chance you get telling people about how God, it's the testimony God's given you, those things add up to a beautiful life devoted to God. And there are a lot of people that do big and amazing things mm-hmm. and their lives do not add up to a life devoted to God. So instead of us focusing on the size of Mm -hmm. of the dream or the vision or the size of the act, when we focus on the obedience of the act, no matter the no matter if it's big or small, that is what really will will lead to my good and faithful servant. Not oh, I made sure I did you know I I preached to many people as possible on a huge stage. Okay, what if you just preach to one person every day? That's three hundred and sixty five a year. That's pretty good. And it's a small act. What if you, what if you as a mom, because I know we have a lot of moms on here. What if you just decided today, my home is my mission field. My home is my mission field. That is my number. I am going to raise up valiant believers of in Christ that just have, are so firmly rooted in the word that there is the enemy will never be able to touch them because they know the truth. That may seem small to the world, like only your kids. But guys, that is a huge undertaking. And that is a huge way to create a generational change in your family. If you're not from a Christian family, Um, a generational change where that foundation is then passed on and it does expand the church. And so it's beautiful to have a big vision. If God's put a big vision on your heart, that's great. But also see that Priscilla, she, she found 
um, she moved the kingdom. She, she, she served God well with the small and the mundane too. It wasn't just with big acts. It was also with the small and mundane. And oftentimes those small mundane acts is actually what prepares us for the big. And we, we want to, like, we all want to go from like learning how to dribble a basketball to playing like Michael Jordan, but there's all Mm -hmm. this stuff that happens in the middle. Um, and we need to realize that every step is, is obedience to God. Every step is, um, serving his plan and his purpose for our lives and not our own. And I think if we look at the daughters of grace as a whole, every single one was obedient when people weren't looking. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I think too, we get caught up in the, well, Christianity looks like whatever this person is doing, this person is doing, but truly when you are a Christ centered woman, your habits are when other people can't see it. It's when you wake up in the morning, you know, what does that look like? And how are you incorporating those Christ-centered habits throughout the day through the mundane? Yes, absolutely. It's important to, to see where are you growing to and what does that look like? But if you don't have it when everybody else isn't looking like, then what do you truly have? And who are you really doing it for? Like, and we've talked about that before. Yes, we have the podcast. Yes, we have, you know, faith at eight. Yes, we have retreats, but what were we doing before that? And what do we do around the time of this? It's not just showing up to, to tape a podcast and be like, okay, check that box. I like, checked in with God today. Like, no, before this, we're reading the Bible. We're with our kids. We're doing our own studies. We're sitting with God because that's where the important work is done. Yes. Doing the podcast. Yes. Doing the retreat. That is different work that we do, but you know, it's in that every single day, do we have the habits that are Christ centered and how are we raising up our children? And like you said, you know, if your home is your mission field. And the only people you're concentrating on is your children. What if everybody did that? Yeah. What if everybody took responsibility for, you know what? I'm truly going to see what happens when I teach my children about who Christ is and how to live Christ-centered. And then what kind of people do they walk into be? If we all did that and looked at our own home, instead of looking at what everybody else is doing, we'd get a lot done. Yeah. And I think so often when you start looking at what everyone else does, you'll do a couple things. Either one, you'll compare yourself to them in a, um, like, Oh, what do you do this? And I don't do that. Or you'll start judging them. Well, they, yes, well, I don't do that. Like, well, they say they're Christian, but they're aware in this <laughs> they're humans, they're Christians, but they're still humans and they're yeah. not going to do anything hundred percent. I can tell you right now, I do not get it right. hundred percent of the time. Um, I honestly, when I get it right 50% of the time, I count it as a win. I'm like, half out to me. I got 50% right. Like, <laughs> there, like there it's are a days. solid D. <laughs> like there are days you get to the end of the day. I'm like 50% of that day I did. Okay. And, and you, and you take it as a win because we are mm-hmm. human. We are fallible. We are not going to get it hundred percent. Right. And when we focus so much on perfection, I actually just did a post about this the other day. We need to focus on the process of not being a perfect, because if we focus on the process of being a Christian, okay, mm-hmm. what does it mean? What is the process to have a Christ-centered life? And these are the steps I need to go through every day, the habits I need to have, the pro- how I need to prioritize my day, you know, pile of rocks. This is what I need to do to have a Christ-centered life. We're not going to get it perfect, but that will lead to having, a, a, a as I said it, a life that is completely devoted to the Lord and poured out for his glory. 
it's not in getting it perfect that mm-hmm. makes it so that happens. Getting it perfect is not what leads to hearing my good and faithful servant. It's going through the process and making the right choices um, in terms of how we spend our days. 24 yeah. hours, we all get it. 24 hours, Mother Teresa got 24 hours a day. You and I get 24 hours a day. Beyonce gets 24 hours a day. The president gets 24 hours a day. Like every pastor that you respect, guess how many hours they get a day? 24. Like it's not if, oh, if you're more holy, you get an extra hour. No, no, no. You get 24. It doesn't matter who you are. So are you using that time to serve God Mm -hmm. in the small or are you wasting it? judging others, comparing yourself to others, talking about, well, when, one day when I do this, no, 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 girl, you sis, you, oh, that made me sound like Rachel Hollis. I didn't like that girl. We're going to go back to girl. I would say that more than I would say sis. I don't know why that came out because I was thinking sister in Christ. Okay. I'm going back to sis. I liked it. Like sis, like you, you, we, we, we are given the 24 hours, but we are not guaranteed another like we are not guaranteed it. So if you are waiting, well, once I know this much, I will tell people about Jesus. No. Once, well, I, I can't because my husband got, hasn't gotten baptized. So I can't tell people about Jesus because my husband, once they do, once my kids, my, I know for sure my, my kids are going to be Christ followers. Then I'll say, you will never share. You will never share. You have to choose here and now. I'm going to share exactly where I am. I'm going to tell the testimony of where I stand right now. And I will tell you, I have always just a gift that God's given me. I've always been very bold in my faith from the moment I started going to um, church regularly. and was like, okay, yeah, Jesus Christ is Lord. Like I'm in, I'm all in Jesus. I'm all in. I immediately started being very bold because I'm very opinionated. It's it's a beautiful gift God's given me. And luckily people still want to be my friend when I'm done, but, but (laughs) But it's something that God's given me and just, and guess what? There are things I've talked about over this 12 year journey that I said 12 years ago that I don't agree with anymore because I've spent more time and I've gotten it wrong and I've done things wrong and I've communicated the word wrong. And I've, I've done all those things wrong, but God still used me. God still used that experience. Um, you know, I, it gave me a great opportunity to go back and be like, you know, what happened? was I didn't read the Bible and I got that wrong and I'm so sorry. And, you know, please forgive me. Like it, it gives mm-hmm. you the opportunity to really be humble and walk out what God's asking you to do. And so don't be so scared. You're going to get it wrong that you don't even do it at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's, you know, looking at yourself and what are you willing to do in order to move yourself in that forward direction? You can get really stuck. And this is where if if you're sitting there going, I don't know, you know, start in the Bible or seek out courses, Christ-centered habits course that's coming out in its next version in January, right? Yes. Sign up for the retreat, right? We just released these spots where you can sign up for the May Faith at Eight retreat. And um, those spots are already going. And that's a part of that as well. You know, find a community. We've got the Telegram group. You know, what is it in this season that is going to help you identify the things that you can do to move forward? And where do you want it to go, right? Like, do you feel solid in your foundation of even understanding who Jesus is? And if you're not, start there. It doesn't have to be anything on a big scale. Just start Mm -hmm. by studying, start with those questions that are in your heart and say, how am I going to find those answers? Yeah. It can be as simple as I'm going to start praying before I eat. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that thing. Mm -mm. Nope. 
God bless you with the food. You might as well ask, thank them because if right? not, you'd be hungry. Well, and the thing too is start with the small, right? Yeah. Start with those little, start with the in the morning being thankful that you have that day. And then what's going to happen is you're going to get thirsty. You're going to want more. You're going to say, what is next, right? Just like I started with one scripture a day. And then I was like, okay, now I want to do more. I want to do more. And as you get deeper, God is going to guide you, but be open to what that looks like. Yeah. There's so many things that we do in our daily lives to have winning habits. And then we don't apply them to our faith journey. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting, but it it is just doing a little every day. It is not, I have to read the Bible in the next week. It is no. little things every day. If it, maybe you're like, I just can't go into a church, watch church online. You can literally watch it from your bed in your pajamas on your phone. There are a lot of great mm-hmm. churches out there. You know, I know our church does all online services. They have that option. Like there are lots of options out there. Don't let the enemy keep you from going with lies that he's mm-hmm. put it. Oh, well, if I go into church, no, no, no. You don't have to go in the building anymore, friends. You can literally do it from your phone in bed, in your pajamas. Yeah. And if that's something that's holding you back, please feel free to reach out to me personally. Mm-hmm. Like reach out. You will find me all over Jill on call um, because I had that fear and that kept me from church for a really long time. And even when I decided to walk into the building, I had a panic attack outside and I was on the phone, you know, with Jeff and he's just like, you can do this. And I didn't think that I could, but I did. And um, so I understand in my own story, what that feels like. So if you are having that feeling and you're like, I just don't know. Nobody has ever felt that way. Like, please reach out to me. And I may not know your story exactly, but what I can do is I can sit with you and I can tell you a little bit about mine and what I did in order to help me get through that. Yeah. I trapped her in a car. No, she did other things other than that, (laughs) (laughs) but I did trap her in a car in a nice way, like going on a road trip way, not in a, like I locked her in the car. No. All right. Daughters of grace. We are closed out to Daughters of Grace. Can you? It has been so amazing. I have really loved this. Me too. Me too. Um, Dear Father God, we are just coming to you very humbly, um, praising the greatness of who you are, Lord, the greatness of, of how you used each of these women in the Bible to expand your kingdom. And you will... You had them each um, move in different ways, but all of them in acts of obedience and in acts of abiding in you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for the example of each of these women. We know that oftentimes we do get it wrong. We get mixed up between the word and the world, Lord, and we have our eyes focused on the wrong things. Father God, please forgive us. Please forgive us of all the times we took for granted the the, the 24 hours we've been given today, Lord. Please forgive us for all the times that we weren't bold for you and weren't brave enough to speak your word, that we we shrunk down and we weren't obedient with what you asked us to do. Um, we are so thankful that even though we get it wrong, you never leave us nor forsake us, Lord, that you still continuously stand right there waiting for us to lay down the burdens that we are holding on to um, and lay them at your feet because your yoke is light. And your burden is light, Lord. So thank you for that. Thank you for for being willing to take on the burden of all that we hold on to. Father God, let us have the strength and the bravery 
and the trust in you to lay everything at your feet, Father God. Please help us to be brave enough to be obedient in the next 24 hours that we have ahead of us, Lord. Please help us to see that it is not all on us and it's not this huge undertaking. It is literally making one small choice every day. Help us to see what that next choice is, Lord. Help us to open up our hearts, Lord. Please open up our hearts to what you have for us and how we can be obedient with you. The mission field that you have given us, Lord, let us see it and let us be valiant women of faith in that season. We're so grateful to you and all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to hit the like, the subscribe button, and leave a review. Yes. And thank you so much for being on this mission to make heaven crowded. We couldn't do it without you. Bye, friends. Bye.